Welcome to the Topeka First Assembly podcast. We hope this message serves as an encouragement to you. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so online at www.topekafirst.com giving. Enjoy the podcast. We're going we're gonna to open the Word of God this morning, and I want to talk to you about uh, what kind of gifts do you give? What kind of gifts? I, I'm sure everybody has something that comes to their mind when they think of giving gifts to different people and such. And, and uh, everybody can be a different type of gift giver. Uh, and uh, some people aren't into that part. But, but there are some uh, things that we need to uh, consider here this morning. And most of us celebrate uh, this season by giving gifts of different types uh, to others. And, and we do this really by the example of Jesus himself as giving his life over for us and for the Father giving the Son. And so it's a reminder, and that's really what Christmas is about. That is the reason why we celebrate this holiday, right? Uh, it, it is a special holiday, and we get to celebrate it for the, for the month of uh, December, right? But we celebrate it a lot longer than that, as we remember what Jesus has done for us. And so... Uh, you know, gifts even can be a way to show respect to others as well. You see that even at the birth of Christ and thereon after. We find these uh, wise guys, the wise men that come along. We don't know if there were two or if there were 20 of them. We really don't know. Scripture doesn't say. But they, they came and they brought uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They brought some things there to celebrate Christ and who, the, who is the new king coming. And uh, they brought these things and they were really showing uh, some loyalty, and they were showing some respect towards this new king. Choosing the, choosing the right gift can be tough. I don't know if it is for you. It is for different people, and, and it's not always easy to know what gift would really uh, be nice for some, an individual, for a person. Uh, and so we all have to make decisions on that. It's easy just to go along and say, hey, well, I'm just going to do this because this is the easy thing to do, Right. Probably not the best way to handle gift giving, right? The, the better way is to try to think through it and to be able to give people something uh, that, that is meaningful to them. And it uh, could be we need to be able to go beyond the, the giving of gadgets and those kind of things to be able to show our, our concern and love towards others. But we're going to read out of, out of Matthew chapter 10 here. And in Matthew chapter 10, uh, verses 5 to 11 is where we're going to go. And it's a, unique, it's a unique set of verses here. And it may not seem like it's a passage uh, for this time. But we're, what we're going to focus on just a little bit is that last, as well as the eighth verse there. And uh, that's going to be our focus this morning. But uh, let's read together, and this is going to, I'm reading the whole passage because it kind of gives you a context of what he is actually saying here. And, and it says this, These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions, Do not go among the Gentiles or enter, uh, enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message, The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Uh, do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff. 
Uh, For the worker is worth his keep. In whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their home until you leave. Now, now maybe at this COVID time, you're probably not going to want to run around and stay at somebody's home. Uh, uh, but but it, here in this situation, we understand that Jesus has sent out his disciples. He sent out the really this core leadership group and uh, that he has been training all this time. And he sent them out to minister to the Jewish towns alone at that point in time. And it was not time for them to be able to step over the line to be able to minister to the, uh, uh, to the Samaritans and uh, other uh, Gentiles. Those were not Jewish at that point. Now, we understand that they later did, but Jesus, uh, and we understand the Samaritans, of course, they were, uh, they were considered rebels uh, to the people of Israel, and they had, uh, but we have the disciples here that they have experienced something. They've already experienced the kingdom of God as they have been with Jesus himself. They've experienced it, and uh, because they had experienced it, the, and the, the forgiveness had come along. You think about the different guys that were called to follow Jesus. Think about their lifestyles and how he pulled them out of some of that. Think of the people that he ate with. Jesus was an interesting guy. Not only was he the Savior, and not only is he Lord, but he was an interesting individual because he would eat with people that a lot of people wouldn't eat with. He would sit, that scripture says he would, sit, he would eat with sinners. Uh, and that's what he did, and, and a lot of people didn't like that. But we find something here that Jesus tells his disciples as he's sending them out there. He says, freely you have received, freely give. And for all of us, we've received some great things from God in the sense that we have forgiveness. Like I said earlier, naked we come into this world, naked we go out. We don't come in with much of anything, and we don't leave with much of anything. But, but what we can have is faith. Why? Because we have been forgiven, and God has done something for us. He's given us the opportunity to have a friendship with Him. So Christ is telling these guys, uh, you, you've been given a lot, so go out and give like you have received. And with this in mind uh, today, we need to plan to give a few things. And the first thing we should give, not only just in this season, we should give love. We should give love. And Christmas love, or Christian love, has always been defined by someone as a persistent, unbreakable spirit of goodwill. And we all need this. Every one of us, we, we need this. And, and it will be appreciated by those who receive it, and it'll, it'll bring joy, it'll bring gratitude to their hearts, to their lives. And uh, by the grace of God and with the help of the Spirit, we can plan to be able to give these types of gifts to others. And, of course, we understand in the time that we're in, we've got to shift and adjust and work on how we give gifts in this time, Right? Uh, we may not be able to be with family like we could have before, and maybe you can. Maybe it's not an issue or a problem for you. Uh, but sometimes that happens, and so we have to step back and say, what can we give that's so important? And, and really, in First John, he, he reminds us there, the apostle reminds us of the re- reality where he said these words. He said, anyone who, ch- who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light, and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. 
So the Apostle John, he's writing here, and he's reminding us that if we love one another, we're showing ourselves to be living in Christ. Uh, And so it really, in some sense, it really shows our salvation, and it shows that God has done something in our lives, and we understand that we all mess up. That's the reality. We all mess up because we are humans, yes, we've come to faith, and there should be some changes in us, but we do all mess up, and we have to make those things right. But what we, found, what we found here is that love is a powerful thing. It, love is a powerful emotion, but on the other side of that, love goes beyond just emotion. Love is also a powerful choice that we make. And if you look in the scripture, we find that word, and we've talked about it. We know it, it's that agape or agape love. That is a special kind of love. It's a love of choice. And, and we have that, and uh, this, that's that Greek word for the love of choice, and It's choosing to care for somebody, and God chose to care for us even when we didn't like him. You say, why why would you say that? Was there a time in your life that you didn't like him? Probably. And uh, even if you grew up in church, you probably shoved that down and squelched it out and say, no, no, there was never a time. I bet there was a time that you were just a little frustrated and didn't like him. And you had to step back and you had to come back to come to grips and recognize who he is and what he has done for you and recognize the love that he has for you. And so we understand that love is a choice and uh, uh, it's uh, love really is the highest, this, this kind of love, this uh, agape love is the highest level of love a person could ever have. It's not just, it's not just emotion. It is choice, and really that's a wonderful gift that we can give to others in every season, whether it's Christmas or not. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. Now, giving the gift of love may be more powerful than any other gift that you can give because stuff is just that stuff, right? And, and it goes, it rots, it rusts, it, it degrades, all those things. It doesn't last forever. And uh, you see, just like the cars that we drive, we drive them on the salt in the, in the winter times, and then they erode away from the bottom, uh, and, they're, and they're just gone, right? Just, it's just the way life is. Stuff, you, you know, you get, a, you get a, a shirt, and you wear the shirt so many times, and before you know it, it starts wearing out, it gets holes in it, right? And you have to dispose of that thing. The, the, that's just the way it is. But imagine the parent who works night and day to provide gifts for their kids. They do it out of love for their children. They do it out of love for them, and the parents want them to sense the love of of that parent uh, through giving. And it costs that parent, doesn't it? It costs that parent time. It costs that parent love and labor. They're actually having, they're having to work to be able to do that, and they, we need to be able to plan to give others love this season, especially this year where we have to be creative, right? Got to find some ways to do it, and the Lord will help each and every one of us. There's something else that we have to plan to be able to give, and we're going to look at several things here this morning. That second thing is kindness. So we find kindness in the Bible in different places, and one of the key places it's in is over in Galatians chapter 5. And you can look there for yourself at some point. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. In Galatians 5, we find the fruit of the Spirit, don't we? 
And those fruit are important for us. There's something that should be working in our lives that we should be allowing the Spirit of God to help us so that we can allow those to work through us on a regular basis. And we understand that kindness, kindness is really love in action. It's, it's, more than, it's more than emotion, it's more than just a choice, but it's that love and action, it's, a, it's sin, sincere courtesy. And kindness can be expressed in many different ways, you know, it depends on the situation. And Kindness on your part will make life more beautiful for others. Kindness can be understood by example. And we all have to work in this area to be able to show kindness. It's not always easy, is it? But kindness can be understood. And one of the greatest exam- examples uh, I see in the scripture is over in 2 Samuel, and it's in chapter 9, verse, verse 1, and it goes on. And we'll look at a couple of those verses. Uh, but this is really an interesting story uh, for King David and King Saul with uh, things transpire there. And it, go- and, it, and it says this in the verse 1. It says, David asked, is there anyone still left in the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Then he goes on, and I'll just kind of hit some of this. Ziba answered the king, there is still a son of Jonathan. He's crippled in both feet. So uh, King David had him brought from Lodabar, from the uh, house of Makir, a son of Amiel, whom the, uh, when, oh, I love this, uh, verse 6 here, let's look at that. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, love that name. Hey, if we have another kid, Jody, yeah, we should have a kid. We should call him, what would we call him, Fibber? I don't know. I'm not sure. I better move on. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and, he, and he goes on to say, your, uh, he said, Mephibosheth, your servant, he replied, don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Now we understand here that Saul had been the king, and, and by this time Saul is gone, he, he died, and so, uh, and then he says this, and he says in verse 8 here, he says, Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? He's like thinking, you know, what, what am I, man? What, what good do I really have to bring? Uh, and so with that, we, we see there in verse 9, and that should be on the screen for you, but he says, Then the king summoned Ziba. Uh, or Ziba, uh, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. Then he goes on from there. You and your sons and your servants are are, uh, to uh, farm the land for him and bring in the crops. Why? Because he couldn't do it himself. And uh, so that your master's grandson may be provided for. And Mephibosheth, grandson of your master, will always eat at my table. So we see, he goes on and says, So Mephibosheth ate, with David, or ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Now, Jonathan and David, they had been good friends. Even though these, all these things had happened and, uh, and, the, and uh, Saul had passed away. And, and so Jonathan was the son of Saul, who was the first king of Israel. And, and uh, now David's become king. And David wanted to offer an act of kindness 
uh, to Saul's family, and he took in Mephibosheth to eat at the king's table, and he was kind in a tough situation. And we too, as followers of Jesus, can, be, uh, can give kindness to others, and some only want to give kindness to those that they prefer, and we don't want to be that way. We want to be the type of people that give kindness to others no matter what the situation is. And since we're followers of Jesus, we have to learn to practice giving kindness, and it's a great gift. It is something that we learn, isn't it? It's something that we learn along the way. It doesn't. We don't just wake up one morning and all of a sudden we know it all and we're able to do everything. I, I wish it was that way. If it was that way, it would be much easier, right? But we just don't. And isn't that the way our lives... Sometimes I wonder why God created us the way he did. And I know that in some sense, sense there's a biological reason why he formed us the way he did. He knows that. I don't care. He's got that stuff in hand. And for you guys that are doctors and all that, you, you understand some of those things better than I do. But we understand. We grow up and we have certain times in our life as we're growing, we're trying to understand. And it's like, wow, we all have learning times, don't we? And that learning never stops. It never stops. So we see that uh, in this situation, he brought Mephibosheth in to eat at the king's table. If somebody seems to have been unfriendly to you, do your best to be kind. We, we all have to try to live with kindness, and it isn't always easy. Kindness, in, in some sense, relates to forgiveness. And we, have to need, and we need to be able to forgive so that we can be, so that we can be kind. Freely we've received, freely we give. Freely we have received and freely we give. The third thing here is that we can plan to give is this, is to give understanding. This is an interesting one. This, is a, this really, in some sense, it's a challenging one. We have to try to wear the other person's coat or, or we have to try to be able to stand in their shoes for a while, right? Now, you know, I have about 11 and a half feet. Now, I'm not saying that for any big reason, but I have 11 and a half feet. So if I tried to, uh, to uh, stand in my wife's shoes, we got a problem. You know, it's probably not going to happen. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. We have to stand in others' shoes to understand the situation and try to love one another uh, with all of that. And so we have to put out the effort to understand that with the love like the Good Samaritan to determine to help others. You know, it's so easy to ignore others when they don't like uh, everyone else. But this doesn't mean that people should use this as an excuse uh, but we need to be able to do the best we can to understand the situation. Understanding is really an attitude that we can groom. And we all have to be able to groom that in our lives. There are people who can put up with anybody, and there are those who can't put up like that. But, but neither extreme really is, uh, is good, and we all have to be able to grow in these areas. Even Paul says of husbands that they should treat their wives with understanding. Isn't that true? And so we, we have to be able to un understand one another. And uh, I'll, I'll make this a little bit broader and say we need to do our best to treat everybody with understanding because it really does go beyond that. And uh, that, that we respect them for who they are as God's creation and try to understand where they come from. Uh, imagine, put yourself, I don't know what you've done in your, your life and your jobs and the things that you've done. Uh, or maybe you haven't worked yet, but I don't know. Sure, I'm not sure what you've done. But think about this for a second. So, say you're the person at Walmart, 
and you're the one that is, uh, what do they call those people? Checker. And so uh, you're the checker at Walmart, and there's somebody that's coming through, and uh, you're trying to check them out, and they come through, and it's a parent, and that parent has three kids, and and uh, and uh, one's a baby, the other's a three-year-old running around their feet. You know what it's like. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. And, and then they then they got a five-year-old that's whining because they don't get a they don't get a. a payday candy bar or something, and so they're all upset, and uh, so the parent is there, and you're trying to help them, and the next thing you know is that the five-year-old's trying to put the stuff on, on the belt, you know, and everything, and the next thing you know, the baby spits up. That parent, there they are, is like stuck in all this, so, and so you're like, can I get you a towel? And they're like, no, just, just check us out. <laughs> just check us out. Just let's basically leave me alone to check us out. We want to get out of here. And you can imagine what it's like for them. And for that parent, you, you have to be able to step back and say, you know what, I understand. They're, it's a challenging situation. They're stressed out. And, uh, and, and uh, yeah, maybe they had a bad day. Well, like, it, like it's been here, maybe it's a bad year from COVID-19 and 2020, right? Uh, I don't know. But uh, plan to give understanding to others uh, this Christmas. Doesn't mean mom can do whatever she wants to, or dad can do whatever she wants to, but we have to be able to uh, make sure that we don't take on that parent's uh, words personally. And plan to give praise. Plan to give praise. Giving honor when praise is due lightens the load for people. It can encourage that. I'll, I'll challenge, and I'm not saying praise in the sense of worship. We're not doing that. We worship God. We worship Him alone. You know what I'm saying. I'm saying, hey, say nice things to people. Encourage them uh, in some sense. Say good things. But it, does, uh, it doesn't really cost us anything uh, except the time involved in taking notice and expressing appreciation to other people. Uh, and your compliment may actually serve as an encouragement to another person who is down. And you know, in the times that we're in, uh, it's really important for us to be able to look at others and try to encourage them. And, and we all have individuals, whether, whether they're around us in our house or whether they're uh, in a neighboring state or a neighboring town or, or out on the farm or wherever, uh, we have to be able to reach out and to encourage one another and, and to say some good things to each other. Commending people who deserve it can inspire them really can challenge them to move further than where they would have without somebody else's words of kindness. And it may cause them to be able to use the abilities that they have uh, at a higher level. Yeah, and I'm not saying to flatter people. You know, that's a different thing. You don't say, yeah, when somebody wears the ugly sweater, you're probably not wanting to say, that is a beautiful sweater, right? <laughs> And uh, so I think I've gotten rid of all my ugly sweaters, I think. I, I don't know. It's, that's all perspective, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we don't want to flatter people. Flattery is something people say to try to build up another person's ego so that they can really have better control of the situation. Flattery isn't genuine, but true praise is. I, I like what the psalmist says over in Psalm uh, 12, verse 2. And this is what it says there. It says, everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but harbor de deception in their hearts. Uh, you know, that, that's not a positive thing by any means, and I'm not saying it is positive. What I'm saying is we have to make sure that we aren't people who just simply flatter uh, others. 
Have you ever had those people around you? I, I had those around me before in the past, and uh, the, they, would, they would say things, and uh, it was just quite interesting what they would say. It was like, it's better not to say anything than to say something like that. Uh, just, it's just a thing. There's a British, British military leader years and years ago. I uh, called him the Duke of Wellington. And he, he was brilliant, he was demanding, but uh, he wasn't one of those uh, kind of guys that, uh, that really uh, showered his subordinates with uh, a lot of encouraging words. And when he was older, somebody, an older uh, lady, a lady came to him and asked him, he was older at this time, uh, asked him, hey, what would you do differently? What would you do differently if you had to start this life all over again? Uh, talking about his leadership, he said, I would give more praise. And, you know, as a military leader, you expect, hey, these guys don't have to do that. They're tough. They've, they've got a job to do, and they're tough. But yet, they're human, too. And, they, and also are those that are the following as well. They're human, too. And he said, I'd give more praise. When you commend someone, we want to be able to describe it and not just evaluate it. And we want to be sincere with people about what they've done and avoid exaggeration. You know, we say the, I say these kind of things at this time of year. This is Christmas, right? It is Christmas time. And so what happens at Christmas? You know, we, a lot of times we'll get together. And I know that may be a little different this year. But uh, uh, a lot of times we get together with family and friends. And usually we know them well and we have a good connection with them. And if they're family members, we tend to what? We're similar, right? Isn't that the case? I don't know why that is, uh, but <laughs> never mind me. Uh, but we're, we're similar, and so because we're similar, what can happen? We can butt heads in, right? Just the way it is. And so there's times that we have to be able to step back and, uh, and uh, say some good things and, and, and uh, praise and lift up uh, those around us. A fifth thing we have here is plan to give encouragement. Really, encouragement steps a, lot, uh, steps a little bit further on. Everybody needs encouragement. Everybody can give it. So you say, oh, I'm not that type of person. I'm not an encourager. Well, if you're not, you can still give it, and we all have to learn how to give that. The Bible says, in everything you do, do it as unto the Lord. Right? In everything we do, it doesn't matter what we're doing. If it's our job, we want to do it to the, as unto the Lord. If it's in our friendships and relationships, we want, need to be able to work through those relationships as unto the Lord. And, and it's a process, and, and we need to be able to walk in that fashion. And you can remind the other person that there is a reason we celebrate Christmas. And, and, and let people know that they have a reason to move on and to live this life with the Lord. Encouragement can help a person to pass a difficult time in their life, and they're there's, all, there's been times when everyone has needed and received some encouragement, right? Uh, we need to be able to remember Jesus' words from the beginning of this message. Freely you have received, freely give. God has encouraged many of us so we can turn around and give to others what he has, get, has given us. Those of us who follow Christ are urged to provoke one another unto love and good works. And that word provoke really means to stir up. It means to uh, motivate others. It means to inspire them. And it's really a great privilege to awaken and inspire others to live for God in this world that we are living in now. And it's not just the work of a preacher. 
It's not just the work of a pastor, but it's the work of every believer as we encourage one another while we still have time. Because we need to be able to do that to encourage others. And few people realize how uh, many uh, people fail simply because they lack the incentive to do uh, what, it's, what is best. When a person loses heart, there's uh, no more dream to keep moving on. And so it's God's desire that we provoke others unto love and good works. Listen to these uh, short little stories here and uh, which can make us think about this uh, inaction encouragement. One time there was a bricklayer, and he was uh, kind of singing, humming, whatever, while he was laying. You know, those guys get in the mode of laying bricks. They, they, it's, a, it's a mode they really jump into. And he was doing that laying bricks, and there was a guy that heard him named Carlisle. And from, uh, he, he, Carlisle had been discouraged, and he was a, a writer, a historian. And uh, he uh, was provoked by this bricklayer. Uh, to rewrite uh, his second volume of his book called French Revolution, which had been destroyed. And his, uh, his history book is well known, and he did it. There was another guy, and who, his name was Benjamin West, and he received a kiss from his mom at, just at the key time in his life to, that really helped him to be able to focus on what he needed to do in life and he became a fa famous painter. He's an American painter, uh, moved over to Europe as well later on. But, but he, uh, uh, one, of his, one of his famous paintings would be, uh, be uh, Benjamin Franklin as he was drawing electricity from the sky. West was born in America, of course, and he just needed that small nudge to be able to move forward in a timely manner. And that, that came through the encouragement from his mom. We want to be able to give others the, the courage to move forward in Jesus Christ and to accomplish His will for their lives. Because God has a plan for each and every one of us. It doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter what our background is. What matters is we recognize that He loves and He cares for each of us. And we all have the opportunity to be able to give gifts to people. You know, it may not be the biggest toy. It may not be the uh, biggest box of chocolates. It may not be those kind of things. But it can be something that is valuable for eternity. And more than anything, we can give Christ. We can share Christ with those around us. And, you know, as we, we come to the, the, to, or towards the end of this year, as we're here in Christmas time, yeah, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have service on Christmas Eve service and, and uh, I know that uh, it's the COVID time. We're going to do it uh, as, uh, you know, we're going to do it no matter what, if we can, right? We're going to do it. And uh, so uh, one way or the other. Uh, and so you can invite people. We still have open seating. And just saying that to you, we do have open seating, and these are set up for social distance. If we have to adjust, we'll adjust. Invite people. Welcome them. Ask them to wear a mask. It's Okay. <laughs> And so I just want to challenge you, though. God has provided us with some great gifts. Those gifts are more wonderful than anything, and he's given them to us freely. He's freely given them, and there are many things that each of us can give, and, and we should plan to give them really on every occasion. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be the special occasion. 
but determine in your heart today that you will choose to give good things to others that are around you. Let your gift of love be an example of your faith in Christ. Let your gift of kindness be an example of God's kindness. Allow yourself to offer the gift of understanding when people seem less than kind. Yet you know that there's pain behind that. And choose to, choose to give that special gift of praise to inspire others. And finally, be careful not to uh, just dole out flattery, but to be honest with them. But generously give encouragement. You never know how much of an impact that you will have in the lives of other people. You just simply don't know, do you? Until we step out of our little comfort zone and reach out with love and encourage them with some good, solid words of encouragement. Would you stand with me this morning? I want to pray with you, and our worship team is going to come back and lead us uh, in a song of worship. And uh, I'll be down here uh, for prayer. There'll be some others down here for prayer as well. If you'd like to pray, and just wear your mask and come down. If you, if you need prayer, we'd be glad to pray with you. But let me pray with you now. Father, we recognize the fact that you are good and there's none like you. We recognize the fact that you have been kind to us. And Lord, honestly, none of us really deserved it. But you have been kind to us. And because you have, Father, God, help us as we turn around to become kind to others. Father, may your Holy Spirit help us as we look to you in faith this morning. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen.